You're listening to Unmotivated and Unprepared, a podcast where we take a break from the everyday hustle and bustle to muse about life, liberty, and the pursuit of randomness. Now here's Greg and Ross. What's up, everybody? It's Ross. Hey, it's Greg. And welcome to Unmotivated and Unprepared, Episode 7, where we're going to have some fun, Greg. You know why that is? Why is that, Ross? Because I went to Vegas last week. <laughs> now, now they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But I figure probably with the number of listeners we have, that's probably still pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also you're pretty safe. Like, let's be honest. Like well, I'm beyond like safe. what you did in Vegas is not exactly like the things you don't want to tell your wife about since she was there. Was there. Greg, <laughs> I, I didn't even I didn't even go in that little high roller thing, you know, the big Ferris wheel. I didn't yeah. go into a Ferris wheel. I like I I stayed down on the ground while my wife and her friend decided they go up in the in the big Ferris wheel thing. She came down, she's like Oh yeah, that was a smart choice for you. You wouldn't like it. I'm not a Heights fan. Me and Heights don't get along very well. She's like, you made the right choice. I'm like, good, good, good. Because I also only lost $4 gambling, which we'll talk. For me, I was crushed. We'll talk about my gambling budget. <laughs> not going to be an addict tomorrow, right, Russ? No, like, no, no. Because I, cause I, uh, I have a bit of a... I have a completionist personality, you know, like I want to, I want to finish something out and gambling to me is always like, it's never going to finish. It's I'm, I'm always going to either, it's always going to keep going. So yeah. So I went to Vegas one. I mean, I know it's the desert, but Greg, it was hot. I oh, mean, we just, yeah. we just, In August it's hot. Oh, oh, it was miserable. I mean, we just, uh, skipped from hotel AC to, you know, casino AC to casino AC. It was pretty Well, nice, first, but first, where'd you stay? Where'd you stay in Vegas? We stayed, uh, Funny story. We stayed at the Vidara. Okay. And I know that's bougie. That's oh, it's fancy. very bougie. Like, we went to a, we did the whole, we did the standard window shopping thing, looking at jewelry and going in and acting like you might come back later and then never coming back. But the lady asked us, oh, where are y'all staying? Are you staying here at the Venetian? And we're like, oh no, we're staying at the, the Vidara. And the sales lady's like, oh, the fancy hotel. <laughs> I was like, I was like, look, there's a story behind it. They have a washer and dryer. And when I, <laughs> like, leave it to me being all, all like function over form. You, 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 know. you picked a place with a washer and dryer. I could just see the Venetian lady's look too. Like, she's like, okay, you're looking at Rolexes at $5,800 a Rolex. And you're like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, I might not buy this. Nah. <laughs> we good. You know. What do you have in the. Uh, under five hundred dollar range. You know, she's like, "What are you like? What? What are your priorities, man?" But, but yeah. So we stayed at the Vidara. Um, it was crazy hot. I that led to well. Let's start with my gambling budget because I've got a whole bunch of comments about. It. I mean, Vegas attire and things people wear is already a little loony. But oh, I like the guys with tank tops playing blackjack. Like those are the ones that I trip out at. Right? Like they're like yeah. sitting in a high roller casino at the Bellagio wearing a tank top a visor and because, like shorts. Oh, because why that not? makes sense. Yeah. But, but I mean like the thing about the thing about the way people dress in Vegas is I, they dress 
they don't care about what other people think of them, which I think kudos to them, right? I don't think we should care from a body image perspective. We should love ourselves, embrace ourselves. But buddy, Vegas, they go all out. It doesn't matter. Flip-flops, jeans, see people in sweaters, see people with next to nothing on walking into fine dining restaurants. I'm like, okay, this is Vegas. And that's like, I think one of the only places on earth that you could literally get away with wearing anything you wanted pretty much anywhere and no one's going to bat an eye. And I'm like, what happens if that just flipped the switch and the entire world was that way? You know, like what if everybody just wore whatever they want to whatever <laughs> place. Like that would be really distracting in some, in some places. Well, I mean, clothes wise now, like I was just having this conversation earlier today. I, I have not understood why a bathing suit is acceptable per like apparel for the regular every day. Like I've just, Oh yeah, no bathing suits everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, and they're not even wet. They're just no, rocking it out of the hotel. Yep, yep. Just wearing wearing the bathing suit, and that's you know that's how it is. But you do you like like I. It's if if the hotel and the establishments are going to allow it, I'm you know I'm I'm not going to stop you. Whatever I won't. You're not going to see me wear. Rocking a bathing suit, going to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. The, the European. But, You're going to be the European uh, yes, style. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course. I really, yeah. I won't go on a big. I won't go on a big Ferris wheel, but I'm going to wear a, a European style bathing suit. So. I would like the beef Wellington, and I would like my nuts to be out. That's that's oh, that's. God. That. Ah, oh, that's the type of beef. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, like like it's just not it's not going to be me. Oh, that's too much. Oh. oh, so we've already gotten there, folks. <laughs> Five minutes in, you know, I don't know how it always ends up there. Anyways, so my gambling budget, Greg, was twenty dollars a day. Twenty dollars, like it's a ten dollar minimum on blackjack. Every day of the week. Shoot, not the tables that I find, man. No, I where were you at? Fremont Street? Like, how'd no, you I... find? How'd you find less than ten dollars a minimum bet? Well, so I played. I played craps for the first time. Really? Yes, yes, yes. So, it, well, here's the thing: I played craps, but I wasn't quite comfortable enough. And you're gonna say, "Of course not." To play on the table with all the people and all the. You know, all the oh, you played craps by yourself. I played well, I played, yes, I played on the little the ones where you've got the individual machine, so like people sit around it, but you've got your own thing with it. I know, I know. You play I, digital craps, that's no, what you play. You play no, digital there's craps, a, there's still a dice that bounces, you know, which people will say, Oh, yeah, but Vegas totally weights those dice and it's it's against your odds and everything else. But we'll, we'll oh, so it's still digital, but there's physical yeah. dice. Oh, no, there's physical, you yeah, you hit the thing and the thing pops them up and they fly up in the air and they land, so it's not truly digital there's still a physical element of it because but it's still digital like you weren't around a table with a bunch of people putting correct. down chips correct no because that's i i am that's that makes me like that, that gives me a lot of anxiety why what's wanna, the anxiety for standing well, around the table well one i don't know how to play because i've never played before i would be more comfortable doing it now because i've played a little bit like i know where to put the chips i don't want to be that moron who's sitting there like i will put the chips in the out. green part of the carpet no 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 sir you yeah, have to put like, it on a yeah, number and they're like they're like this dude's on a roll what are you doing step away son so you know i 
I wanted to play a version that I could take at my own speed, study the stuff when I tap on, you know, when I do. You uh, want to put math line. around craps. No, when I but when I do the pass line, I want to know what what it is that I'm going to win with when I do the pass line. And I mean, I I, I used YouTube, Greg. I used <laughs> YouTube to teach me how to play craps. I mean, I'm not like in the casino. You know, I'm not that unprepared in life. I'm not sitting there in the casino like with the YouTube thing. Why well, want this? Why well, want this? No, no, but you buffering. watched it before. You watched it before. Yeah. You yeah, watched, I watched it before. It, I watched it before in the hotel room. I'm like, all right, I'm going to learn how to Pretty close to buying a book. Like you bought a book yeah. to watch, but you watched it on YouTube. Yes, yes. Which, which, to be totally honest, was pretty quick to pick up, like for for like the more simple stuff. You know, the more there's there's some more complex stuff you can get in and odds and you know percentages and everything else. But for the most part, it was a uh, pretty easy to pick up. And so I uh, watched my YouTube video, thought I was an expert, threw in twenty bucks. Had no clue what I was doing. Ten minutes later, walked away with $85. Hey, no, hey that's not bad. That's yeah, not bad. No clue what I was doing. Just like Oh, you had YouTube. You had yeah. YouTube expertise. I had YouTube expertise. That's true. So, but like I didn't know. I was like, oh man. It was like, you win $15. I'm like, oh, wait, maybe that wasn't an all-man moment. <laughs> well, that was something different. So walked away. That was uh that was day one. I say I had a $20 budget, but if you divide by how much I gambled, I really only gambled 20 more dollars. I, technically, no. I played slots one time because uh. I, well, here's, but here's, here's why, here's why. It's brilliant what the casinos do now for, for, those, of, for those of you uh, listening in. The casinos used to, when you would cash out and you'd have like $10.27, they give you some coins that would pop out. Now they just give you the ticket for $10 right. and say, yeah. you got to go to the nope. cashier. So people just like leave those things laying around. Like they're like 27 cents. I don't, I'm not going to go all the way, wait in the line for a 27 cent ticket. Well, I played when I wasn't on the high roller. I played with another $20 of, of cash money. This time I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing now. That twenty dollars went by real fast, and all oh, of a sudden yeah. I ended up, all of a sudden I ended up with uh, thirty cents on a ticket, <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I can't. I mean, way the minimum bet was like five dollars, so I'm like, okay, cash out. Took my thirty cents. I'm like, well, what am I going to do with this thirty cents? I'll find a slot machine. For those listening in, again, it's almost impossible to find a slot machine where you can actually even spin the reels with 30 cents nowadays. They're all like 75 cents, a dollar, $2. So I go, I go searching around the link hotel casino and I found one, one line bet 30 cents. <laughs> so basically snowball's chance in hell, in hell. You know, so in I hell. throw that, throw that bad boy in 30 cents, one line, push the button. Boom. You win 10 free spins. The big mini game starts to go up top. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, are you kidding? Well, cause they have my data. They know I yeah, just stuck oh, the so thing in. For sure. I have the ticket. So they yeah. know I just, how much I just lost and everything. So they're throwing me a bone. One sixteen dollars. I'm like, ca <laughs> cash out. Cash out. Get, go. Get, get go. my money. So I literally <laughs> played slots one time, one line, 30 cents. Now that was a return. That's like some crypto level returns on my investment there. So, 
So I, I was only down four bucks for the, the entire whole time. trip. The yeah, whole the time. entire trip. And and then I decided to try to explain, since of course I'm a craps expert now with all my forty dollars <laughs> in a YouTube video. I decide to uh, explain to my wife, you know, show her. I'm like, well, let's sit down. They had one of the the. the I was like, I'll show you how to play. That twenty bucks went even quicker. I'm talking. Nothing happened, then seven out every single time. Every single I'm like, that's how you could lose money oh, really, yeah. really fast. Yeah, for taps. sure. You can play forever if you've got enough bankroll and you start to just kind of vacillate in between, you know, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. But boy, oh boy, that went fist. So ultimately I ended up up like you know, sixty five bucks. Something like that. Or forty five. Well, that's, that's not bad on your budget. I mean, that's not yeah. bad on your budget. I mean, like, well, craps, craps have the best odds. They have the best odds. Yeah. Of Las Vegas games. Yeah. Because it's just the dice, right? Right. And I guess what is blackjack next? And blackjack's next, right? If you play the rule book, right? Right. And if you play by the cards, if you play the cards, you will do better in blackjack. So most I've ever lost in Las Vegas, actually in gambling in general, I've lost a total of $100 gambling. Wow. Look at you. And the most I've ever won is $800. Mm. Hope the but, IRS isn't listening to this podcast. They're going to be like, but we've, we've got to I, I gamble like you do. I gamble like you do. I, I uh, don't understand the point of gambling. And the reason that I will, I am willing to bet on blackjack or any other game is because I want the free drinks. Cause mm. I figured out the price. I'm like, well, so a $12, a, a scotch costs $12, right? So that means that they'll bring me a scotch every three hands. If I win on blackjack, the odds are one and a half, right? Times, which means yep. that for yep. every three hands I play, I'll win one and a half hands, right? And I get a scotch every three hands. So my thought process is if the bet is $12 or $10, I'm doing better. I've got the ups on the casino. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I play to drink. I don't play to win. I play to drink. So, oh, like, how okay. many scotches can you give me before my money's run out? And if I win money on the table, that's great. But I'm not really playing for the game. I'm playing for the drinks. Yeah, and they're just hoping that eventually the house will win and that you'll have had so many scotches, you're like, ah, oh, let's just put $100 no, this time. No, I won't because I'm playing $12 scotches. My gamble is $12 scotches. If they gave me <laughs> chips and said, bet how many scotches, that's that would be yeah, a you just slide. Game. Yeah, just slide the scotch across the table and be like, this is how much. I'll bet the scotch. I'll bet the scotch. Imagine you go. Oh, go ahead. Imagine you go to a table and, and like, it's like, odd bets like oh this table is a scotch betting and this table is like <laughs> gin we're gonna bet gin <laughs> yeah. oh the gin the gin table at uh at uh, the aria is great <laughs> you know, a, great i mean like it's a big pour <laughs> yeah i want uh i would like two ounces but i mean granted on the casino side i mean the bottle costs them 35 dollars, 40 dollars a bottle and so they're i mean they're obviously jacking up the price of scotch yeah. at the bar but for me, it still costs me twelve dollars. The same thing with perks, right? Perks at a hotel. Yeah, they're they free. Copy. Yeah, they're free. They're free for the hotel, right? Like it, it, like to upgrade your room doesn't cost anything if no one's going to bought that room. Bingo. But but to you, that's a hundred dollars. Uh, to you, that's a hundred dollars. I'd rather play for perks than I play for money because money's just stupid. Oh man, see, I yeah, see, I lose, I lose money in 
And I mean, I know it's exhilarating when you win. My 30 cents watching those sp- free spins, I'm like, whoa, getting goosebumps. But like, I lose 20 bucks. I'm like, man, I could have had an eighth of an appetizer here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I, uh, so slots get you hooked because I mean, it's a game, right? Like, let's be yeah. honest. It's There's a always game. a chance you're going to win big. Right. But it's a game. You're playing for the game. And if you're having fun doing it, if you're enjoying it, here's the part that I trip out at, at slot machines. You always see that old lady who's in there. I've been here since um, since 6 a.m. Um, I've been up and down the whole time I've been here. Um, yeah, I don't know why I'm here. Like, I just come here. I get the, the joy of my family doesn't want to visit me. I just sit here to play the game and the slots. <laughs> This is what we're here for. And I trip out of those people because, like, to me, I'd rather be doing anything else other than playing slot machines. Yeah, because you're just, like, just pushing the button. It's not even like you're enjoying no. the, the stuff. But there's moments. I mean, there's moments where the game is really fun. And, like, you, like, mm-hmm. see all the, the reels hit. And you're like, wow, dude, we're going to play the mini game. And it spins. And there's moments it's yeah. exciting. But you got to remember, you're playing with real freaking money. Like, yeah, you're playing with your yeah. money. If you like if you like that piece, there's a bunch of free uh, mobile games that oh give I know fake oh, credits yeah. you know that you can you can play all day long. Yeah, I'd rather you like be like okay if you win tonight you get free tickets to uh, you get tickets not even free if you play we guarantee you at 180 dollars if you bet 180 dollars we'll give you tickets to to the Bellagio's O and I'd be like cool let's play cool. this slot machine let's do this yeah because I'm gonna be buy tickets anyway we'll just play. Yes. See what yes, happens. Yeah. And if yeah, I win, confident. great. If I don't win, great. Like I still get a hundred eighty dollar tickets to the Bellagio's O. Yeah. And that's like, why they and that's why they and that's why people that are like spend a crazy amount of money, you know, get these different statuses. And yeah. I am a I don't even think I don't even think I'm a gemstone status, Greg. <laughs> I don't even think I'm like, like Pearl or something. I don't know. You know, they've got <laughs> They've got these funny names for it. You know, being you know, noir, like yeah, ooh, yeah, diamond ooh. at Caesar's Palace, platinum yeah. or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get all this stuff, and they're like, you're like um, dusted off charcoal right now. Like you yeah. could be diamond one day with enough pressure, i.e., on your wallet. But yeah, but that's why comp status never really made sense to me. I, I don't understand the joy of the free stuff you get in Las Vegas because it's not free. You paid for it. I'd yes, rather just pay 100%. for it. Right. It's like same like status on an airline. Like I like you get status on an airline, you get platinum, maybe you get upgraded on a two hour flight. But let's mm-hmm. be honest. Status status for me is stupid. Like it's only great when I'm at a Marriott or a hotel where they got a lot of free rooms and you get upgraded to a bigger room. That's yeah. fantastic. But overall, you're paying for that status. You're paying yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. It's and, a quality of it's a quality of life improvement that I'm looking for at the status, but you're Nothing's free, especially no. in Vegas, and the and the house definitely wins. So, that but was people my... love people love that. I mean, they love yeah. they love to get status on on Vegas slot machines. They love to get it. But if you did the math on it, the status that they're giving you is nothing compared to what you put in that machine. Oh yeah, the ads where they're like, every one hundred dollars you lose, we'll give you twenty dollars in free slot credits. I'm like, yeah, so you can lose that too. Yeah, right. Because I'm like, so to keep you playing, awesome. But that's the that's the strategy, and it would be very interesting to me for like you're a data guy, but to to understand all the data behind like every little thing. Because you know, like when you press cash out and you get that ticket, it's got that barcode. Oh, I wanted that. They job. have you. They have your life. They have oh, your dude, life I on there. That they job. know. 
I wanted to do behavioral analytics for Las Vegas casinos. That's that was like, if you look at sociological dreams, one oh. of the dreams you'd have is like how to do behavioral analytics on vices. Like, because, oh man, yes. I mean, look, we did it at the company we were at, right? Like, I was doing measurements on how much people spent at the gas station to determine if they were smoking cigarettes or not. Yeah. Like, there's just, there's a plethora of data. If you can use it to your advantage as an organization, that's what you want to do. The thing is, yeah. is that I didn't want to be in the manipulation business, which is what yes. I found out more often than not is that people don't want to use the, the information for good. They want to use it for how to manipulate you to spend more money, which yeah, is how can I, how can I make it, how can I make it more beneficial for me and worse for you slash right. humankind? And there's, and I am still a, I'm still a glass half full guy. And I think there's a way to use data for the benefit of everyone. Um, but yeah, you're I, right. There's some, there's some organizations and some, some industries, I would say industry, right. That, that they, they benefit from. Yeah, there's devices. like banks and others. But there's no reason for the Vegas casinos to show you on your app for Caesars. Let's say Caesars, right? There's nothing beneficial for Caesars to put on your app. Be like, you just spent $15,000 playing slots at, at Caesars. No, no. Like there's no, there's no benefit for them to show you that. Like that's yeah, not going to like, yeah. They show you tier qualifying points. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. They say because you. Because that's gamified. Yeah. That's gamified yeah. of how many points you've accrued. Right. Doesn't mean that fifteen thousand points you've accrued means you've spent fifteen thousand no. dollars. They don't want to do that. Yeah. They don't want to, and they don't want to show you what your loss and win ratio is. Like they don't want to show you your win ratio is this, your loss ratio is this. There's no incentive to show you what your data is valuable to you. They capture mm -hmm. your data, and that's the part that I look at with terms and conditions. Is that part of me that would love to change the industry for Google and everybody else? Mm -hmm. Is not how you're using my data. Because I don't really care how you use it. The question is, how is it negatively affecting me of yes, how you're using yes. my data? Yeah, and like, that's I, the part of the conversation I think would be beneficial is if you said, "Hey, you just went to Vegas. You spent ten thousand dollars in Vegas, and here's how you spent it. You mm -hmm. spent two thousand dollars on food, thousand dollars on a hotel, and you spent twelve thousand dollars on on gambling." And they'd be like, "What?" Yeah, what am I doing with my life? But, yeah. I, but that's but yeah, and that's I got all kind I got all kinds of thoughts about terms and conditions, but that'll that'll get real boring real fast. Well, not for us, but you know, no, I, think, I, I think mean that, good. but that's yeah. it. I mean, that's the secret to the secret to human condition, is, and I think why if you want the world to look differently as a big corporation versus life is the big corporation has to stop being a big corporation and start being human. Yes, and Which, I think. It's yeah. very difficult for a big corporation to do when you have that many personalities and humans running a big corporation because they all they're you're incentivized and you're motivated by different things. So yeah, but, I mean that's a that's a that's a place that's entirely motivated by money. How much money can I take out of your pocket? And yep. and I I wonder if Vegas would be a lot more fun place to go if you just like put a message on there that said you put a number in. Like Disney would be the same way, right? Mm -hmm. I listened to one of our old podcasts where we talk about Disney and consistency and everything else. And I was thinking mm -hmm. about those conversations. If you put down and said, Hey, that's why I love the Disney food plan. That's why I like those things. It says, Hey, I spent $5,000. Here's what I got. I got a hotel room. I got tickets to Disney and I got this food all the time. I know that this trip's going to cost me $5,000. Everything yep. else I buy from now. So every stuffed animal, every t-shirt, everything else, all the discretionary that's, extra that's, stuff that's extra over the top. 
what I think is problematic with why vacations are hard for Americans to take and, and want to do again is because they find themselves in that situation where they're looking at their money and going, so the trip was $400 to get there. It was, it was, it was $500 for the hotel. That's not too expensive. But then you add in the hotel, the food, food or whatever. Day. Right. And it's why inclusive resorts are getting a lot more press these days and why people want to go on cruises. If American mm -hmm. industry wants to get involved with having the American consumer come to visit them, they need to be able to separate and be able to create these all-inclusive vacations. Can you imagine can... an all-inclusive Vegas trip where oh, like you're, you're given credits of things, but you're given like you get this many drinks, like a meal plan. You get this many drinks. You get this many buffets. You get this, this, and this. Well. Well, you could get gambling. So in gambling perspective, you could do it that way, right? Like, so you could, you could say, hey, you get this much food and this much hotel and this much whatever and this many shows. Mm -hmm. Whatever you gamble, we'll give you drinks on top of that. We'll give you other things on top of it. But mm -hmm. the rest of the vacation is covered. And I think yeah. for, the av for, for what you probably saw in Vegas, I'm pretty sure that that would have made more sense for the American than, say, what you ended up doing. Yes. Yes. It absolutely. Absolutely. Because when I budget trips back to your previous point, I always do. I have a hotel, I have flight, and then I have my daily like food budget. And then I have the activities, you know, that you, the excursions, if you will, that you do. And I always like the hidden cost Well, with Vegas, it's not hidden, but prices of things like the prices of food, like inflation. Right. Ooh, it's, it's hit. And it's, I mean, but when, when a burger is $29, you better be prepared mentally. Like when you go on your vacation, here's my budget for those things. Well, I think like our trip, right? The one that's coming up, like we booked most of the things we're going to do already. Like we already know what the hotel costs. We know the flight is and the flight's already paid for. Right. So we know what the flight yep. costs and the, we've already booked most of our excursions. The only thing left to pay for is daily food and a couple other things here and there. Yeah. Yeah. So but it's, again, it's we're simple. budget conscious individuals. Yes. And when you look at the American vacation, the reason why people are getting themselves into hard situations with vacations is because they're not able to do that math. Yes. And, and they don't, and, and part of vacation is I don't want to have to deal with that. It's a getaway. That's it's right. a getaway. It's a getaway from your everyday. It's a getaway from the financial strain that you have because you put that aside. I'm going to go use that. I'm going to spend, I'm going to have fun. And, and I think the, the, the misnomer is that you can't have fun if you've budgeted things and everything else, which isn't true. I had a blast and I would actually have had less fun had I not known where my money was going. Now there was, there was a moment we went to, um, once again, not a promotion, but we went to Martha Stewart's restaurant, the Bedford, apparently Snoop Dogg visited right after opening and, uh, checked it out. It was only, it'd been like two weeks. And I was looking at the prices on that menu and my wife was giving me crap. She's like, stop looking at the prices. You're going for the experience that's, and that's the nice true. restaurant. That's true. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, and, and, and this is, this, this was my reasoning. I said, it was an unknown. Had I known, because after the fact, it was a great experience. The food was excellent. I really enjoyed it. It was worth the prices to me because it was worth the experience. But going in there, I mean, it could have been awful, and then it like multiplies how bad it was, uh, you know, with the, yeah. with the prices. So that's why, like, that's always something me that like I have to get over that you pay for the experience and the memory of it, and that's what you're. But 
But I think that's I think that's the part of it. Like I remember, so two weeks ago, I had an opportunity to go out and spend one hundred eighty dollars on a Tuesday, right? Nice. On a Tuesday, and uh, drank way more tequila than I think I've like drank out in public before. Okay, but but. That night, with the music that played on the playlist, they were playing obscure reggae songs that I hadn't heard, that I listened to on my playlist. They were playing at at the restaurant. Nice. And like the company I was with and the experience that I had, all the way around, that was that's the pinnacle of what I spent that money on. Yeah, that was that was why it was worth it. Right, and and, and honestly, that shouldn't have cost that much because it was like happy hour prices on shit. <laughs> but. The part of it that made it special, the money didn't matter. But now the money does matter because now I judge every other place by what the price of the receipt is. Because I go, was this the same event that I had two weeks ago? Yeah. You now have a barometer and you're like, oh, less or more, less or more. And you're like right-sizing things. And you have to look at the unique situation and the time and place. But that's that's exactly my point. I'm like, now I'm going to judge other Vegas restaurants and other things. That's I'm right. Glad it, I'm glad it was the last one or the second to last one we went to Whew, because buddy, had I gone to Gordon Ramsay burger after that? Would have yeah. walked out. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's the, that's the lesson that I would teach anybody about going out and doing things is be mindful of your experiences, the value of those experiences, because it's not the money itself. It's the, what that money equates to for experience. Yes. And we all have a number in our mind with what we're willing to spend. I mean, shoot, there's plenty of dive bars I've gone to and spent $30 and had a more of a blast there than I have at fancy restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. But, but when you look for experience to experience, we're talking about level to level. If you go to a place and it looks the same, when you walk out of there and that receipt comes, if that receipt looks to you suspect for what the experience you had, the lack of the, the likelihood of you going back there is slim to none. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's... And that's all, and that's all relative to your, to your income, to your budget, to, uh, it's a, it's a lot of factors. So, well, speaking of, speaking of interesting experiences. So, I mean, Vegas is always changing. You know, I, I, I chatted you about, with you about this a little bit when you found out we were going to Vegas and you're like, I haven't been in years. I'm like, oh, things change. Well, there's, there's a new grouping of hotels like near Circus Circus. And you're like, oh God, here we go. Um, <laughs> called... <laughs> Resort Resorts World or Resort World or something. And it's like three, I think they're Hilton hotels branded, but they're like the, the Crockford and all these other, you know, different named hotels. We're like, we had some time to kill. We're like, well, let's go check it out and see. So we go there because, I mean, they're brand new hotels. They always like pull out all the stops. You know, they pump in all like the, you know, the nice scented stuff and everything. So we walk in and I'm in the lobby. Nothing sus, you know, just pretty, pretty simple. We start walking into, and it's kind of like an indoor mall type of thing that connects all of the different casinos and hotels. And I start seeing more and more people wearing darker and darker clothing with more and more tattoos and piercings. And this is Vegas. And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't really think anything about it. And then, then it starts, it starts as, as a, as an avid, hard rock and heavy metal listener, I start to notice the t-shirts and I'm like, okay, you know, acid, witch, suicidal tendencies, you know, not necessarily mainstream metal bands. I'm like, okay, something's going on here. 
And I round the corner and I see a sign for Psycho Las Vegas, (laughs) which I quickly Google, one, wondering why did I not know about this? And two, what is this? It was a three-day heavy metal festival. And I'm talking heavy metal like... Like death metal? Death metal, black metal. We're talking hardcore stuff. And... And Greg, we walk by one of the, like one of the, what normally was a beach club or a day club. And you can hear like behind closed doors, you can hear the, (laughs) like you can hear it and like the pounding. Um, But, oh, but but it gets better. (laughs) One, one, I'm like walking around and I'm telling my wife, like, I'm like smiling. She's like, why are you smiling? Like, I'm amongst my people. You know? (laughs) You have no piercings and no tattoos. You're around your people. <laughs> but from a, and then I realize I'm, you know, when you think you enjoy something and you think you're into something and then you find the people that are really into that and you're like, I'm, you're a casual I'm, listener. I'm a casual listener. So <laughs> it helped me. I had a, I had a bit of a moment sitting while my wife ordered boba tea in the middle of a mall while there was people on a makeshift stage practically moshing in the middle of a mall, I realized I'm a casual listener. <laughs> You're a total casual listener. <laughs> like, I mean, like, and and so then, of course, naturally I had to I had to go back and make up for that by later on after we got home, slowly stepping my wife through the in flames discography on how their, how their style and vocals and production has changed over the years. (laughs) And by the time I got to album like 12, (laughs) she's like, I think we're good. And, it's like, are you trying to like flex on me now about how much uh, s- melodic Swedish death metal you know? And I'm like, I just, I'm a little bit more than the casual listener. <laughs> I know some things. I've met them. You just said melodic Swedish death metal. <laughs> yes, yes. Look it up. Highly recommend their old their older stuff. I mean, Clayman's excellent. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so, so Psycho Las Vegas, I did not know about this. And I'll be honest, I. Do you think it'll uh, go? What's that? Do you think it'll go next year? No. We, we, we considered going to a Swedish house mafia set playing at the win. (laughs) Remember, I'm, uh, I might not be in my seventies, but I'm pretty much a 70 year old man. I don't think 70 year olds like Swedish house mafia. I mean, that's well, okay. Well, okay. Here, here's why, here's why I do that. We look at it. <clears throat> Actually, no, this is, <clears throat> I think even somebody in their thirties or forties would agree with this. We look and we're like, Hey, let's get tickets. Like I hear good things about Swedish. I know we just went from Swedish death metal to Swedish house mafia. <clears throat> I hope everybody loves it. Good dance that. music. I mean, it's dance music, it's EDM, EDM at its best. Yeah. EDM at its best. So look it up. They're playing Friday night. 
We're like, ooh, we're going to have to stay up late, which <laughs> usually I go to bed before most. Swedish know. House Mafia isn't going on until one. <laughs> we're like, ooh, 10 p.m. Oh, no. That's when the opener starts. You guessed it, Greg. 1 a.m. <laughs> is when they come on until 4 a.m. My quote I made was, honey, that's the next day. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's the most old person thing to say ever. <laughs> you want to go out? Sure. When do we get back? The next day? <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass. So You wouldn't have made it. You wouldn't yeah. have made it. So we didn't go to Swedish House Mafia. Um, Marshmallow was playing which I think it's fun telling my parents about like Swedish house mafia and marshmallow. Like, <laughs> like what, what do they play music or is it a food place? You know? <laughs> well, well, the trip out for me is that I watch these DJs on, on, on the internet, right? We watch them on YouTube. They don't even DJ anymore. They just press buttons on the, on the, mm-hmm. the machine. Like the, cause the pioneer has invented CD players. Yeah. They're no longer are CD players. Apparently they're just spin wheels that tie to a computer that they yes. just cut samples out and then press the buttons of the next yes. song they want to play. Yeah. So it's not you lose a little bit of that appeal. They just I mean, jump it, up and down and then press the next button for the next well, they're, song. They're they're hype people. Yeah, right? that's they're, all it they're, is. They're, now. they're hype men and women. That's all they are now. Which well, because they're not real DJs. I think most of them came up playing with Fruity Loops. Like they don't actually are real DJs. I mean, they're not what I grew up with. They're not what I did. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard it first, folks. Uh, Greg is throwing down with today's DJs that he's the OG. He's the real No, thing. no, no. I am not the OG. There are plenty of OGs that are way better than I ever was. It's not that. It's just a DJ's yeah. job is to line up songs and basically yes. put them in position. Yeah, it's these different are, now. These are artists that made music who can't play it live because they don't actually have they have the same talent I have, which is I produce music, but I don't know how to play keyboards. I just press buttons yeah. and it makes music. So yeah, yeah it, it trips me still, out. And you, there's a level of skill there. It's just a different, it's just yeah. a different type it doesn't, of skill. It doesn't play to live. It doesn't play to live music anymore. So you see these guys just press buttons. Yes. Yeah. And I, I will say quick plug for one of my wife and I's friends who still uses legit turntables and vinyl and does all that. Um, you can look up Sound Swivel on Twitch. Sound Swivel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, on Twitch. He doesn't yeah. even do SoundCloud. He has a Twitch. He's got a Twitch. So he does Twitch. video games and DJ. Nope, nope, nope. Just just, just for fun. Just, just like our podcast. Just recreational stuff. But um, I enjoy his stuff. He does, like, he does like house and trance stuff. And it's, real, it's really good. And I, I was talking to him about it. He goes, man, I spend way too much money on like... <laughs> Yeah, vital, vital and stuff like new releases and samples and stuff like people send. And I'm like, yeah. I never even thought about if you truly want to do it legit and mix stuff. And Dude, like, it's, I just it's spend, a very expensive I just spend, hobby. I just spend a hundred, hundred fifty dollars on records a week, man. When I was in college, Whew. like, man, I mean, that's not equipment. That's not whatever. I used to spend that much money on buying records to just, to just spin the record. So yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so Greg, we're, we're, we're way over our normal time, which we, it's we, all right. we do this sometimes, you know, we Hey man, you had a big vacation, man. It was fun. Oh man. I went to, I played, I played pinball for one of the first, I know 
one of the first times, and we've talked about it, you're the big pinball guy. Um, it was, man, I see the appeal. That's oh, fun. dude, it's awesome. Oh, man, that's fun. So, like, I'm, I'm like, and then I'm like Googling, like, looking at pinball machines. I'm like, oh, nope, nope. No, you need a virtual pinball machine that costs you $1,000 at most. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just, that's and small. Just, that just yeah. sits right behind you where you are right now, right by the front door. Just, oh, yeah, that'll be a good look at work. I can turn my video on and then, like, have the pinball machine, like, yeah, blinking and stuff blinking. behind yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like, what's that in the background there? Why is your, you, it's turn off your pinball. blur. It's virtual pinball. <laughs> right. Get it right. It's Grateful Dead pinball. Get it right. You know, <laughs> you're playing the kiss pinball machine. If you, if you, uh, before, before we close out here, I, I will say the, Vegas trip was a ton of fun. I still am amazed. I'm still amazed at how much you can do in Vegas every time you go, whether it's food, whether it's different. I mean, we went to this place called Meow Wolf, which is probably a whole nother topic, um, which is where the, the arcade bar was. We went to an immersive, one of the, like the Van Gogh things. We went to an immersive exhibit. It was, it was a ton of fun, but I'm, I'm still, I highly recommend like you can, if you don't gamble, you can actually get a lot for your money in Vegas. You just got a budget for the food. (laughs) Oh yeah. So wreck you. So Ross, we'll lead into that next week. We'll, uh, we'll add it into our, our discussions about retirement and life and, how to spend your money in the days in which you have nothing else but life responsibilities to deal with. Yes. Baller retirement versus budget retirement. Yes. <laughs> That's, our said, title. That's our title for next next week. Next next episode is baller versus budget retirement. Baller versus budget retirement. I like it. I like it. So Man, that keep that keeps that leaves people hanging. They're gonna that's a that's a that's a cliffhanger right there. They're gonna want to join in. Baller versus budget retirement. <laughs> Tips from two guys who aren't even close to retirement, <laughs> telling you about how to retire on a budget. We've brought in zero experts at all. <laughs> I'm sure that'll really pull people. It's uh, fantastic. Listenership is gonna skyrocket. All right, Greg. Well, as always, it was it was great chatting with you. I'm going to go have some dinner. It's yeah, it's time, sounds good. It's time to eat dinner because I'm an old man and it's like five o'clock. <laughs> so, you know, what's the what's the senior special at the Lubies? At the Lubies. Yeah. Sounds good, Ross. All right, Until take care, time. Greg. Bye. <laughs> right, bye. Thanks for listening to Unmotivated and Unprepared. Join us again next time as we continue to meander through random topics at a pace defined by our mood, the weather, and what happened five minutes earlier.